Welcome everyone. Joining me is the beautiful KP Richards of Actually Conservative, exploring what life is like as a real conservative Zoomer. So welcome to the show, KP. Thank you. I have to say happy Pride Month. (laughs) Right? I'm calling it KP Month because my birthday is on the 28th and I've decided I'm going to red pill everybody on the gay pride issue every single day of the month of June instead. Some of those uh, hate facts. I know you post some of those on your Twitter too. Right? Yeah, the statistics. (laughs) Well, you first came on my radar after your controversial video where you briefly touched upon, you know, Zionism, but we'll get into that on the, the last half of the show. But how about a little background on yourself and what inspired you to start making videos. I think you started doing your podcasts and videos around 2019. Yeah. So I started back in December of 2018. Um, I was a senior in um, high school when Trump was running and I was wondering why all of my peers hated him so much, especially the women. They also, they were going to vote for Hillary and um, they could never tell me why they were voting for Hillary other than this is going to be really good for women and the future of women. And so I kind of got down that little rabbit hole of realizing that the media is lying and um, I just wanted to know the truth. So I was very much a Trumpy. And then my um, couple of months of being a TPUSA ambassador after I got kicked out really is what set me on to the start of the culture in the spiritual war. Oh, you got kicked out. Well, we'll have to talk about that later because we're going to talk about fake conservatives. But I had no idea you were in a toilet paper USA, that organization. (laughs) I think a lot of good kids get wrapped up into that and they think it's going to be, you know, something good. And then it turns out to be uh, basically liberal, you know. (laughs) So in one of your podcasts, you said uh, at first the truth will piss you off and then it will set you free. And this is uh, absolutely the truth. This is how, how the waking up journey goes. So explain this further for people. So in that episode, it was right when Pfizer released the many pages of adverse effects, and I compared it to studies that were done. There's a Swedish study that found that the mRNA did not just stay in your arm, but it distributed to the heart, the spleen, the ovaries, the testes, the liver, the kidneys. And that's why we are seeing so many issues with this vaccine in these particular regions of the body. And I think a lot of people are waking up and realizing that they didn't just save humanity by taking this vaccine. And a lot of them will say, well, I needed it for my job, but then their jobs ended up not pushing the requirement anymore or the mandate. And I think a lot of people that I know were starting to get really angry with the fact that they were deceived into taking this and now they are experiencing so many problems because of it oh yeah the vaccine and then you think okay they lied about this they're they're pushing this poison they know people are dying they're getting rich off of it you know different theories about whether it's a part of their depopulation agenda or whatever it is so then you think okay well what else are they lying about you know that's kind of the process once you begin to look into one area and you unravel it then it kind of leads you into all these other areas yeah it's hard to be a young adult today it seems like each generation becomes worse i know a lot of people like to give a lot of flack to 
boomers, but then you also have, you know, Gen X. We don't even hear about them really <laughs> at all. Right. Like they don't even exist. Millennials, you have the the Gen Z, the Zoomer, those born after 1996. Now, I know some people call it, what is it, Gen Wi-Fi or Gen Tech. And many of them, although they think that they're so aware, are even more clueless, I think, than some of those before, except you and those watching, of course. I mean, there's always the good and the bad of every generation. But let's talk about you know, Zoomers and Gen Z. What are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? And I know it's going to differ between you know females and males. Yeah, so I think as a whole, even though we don't necessarily agree with a lot of things that Zoomers are saying or content that they're posting, I will say that it seems like they have the courage to do that and to go out in the public and in the media to express their thoughts. And I think that is really powerful. But then the weakness that comes with that is that they are, some of them are being deceived and they might be pushing narratives that are not true or false lies, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think I think the big thing that I've noticed is just the courage with this generation. Um, I think the work ethic is another one. But again, with that, so many of them can get caught up in being money hungry. So they push everything aside and only focus on a career. I know that a lot of even conservative men who I've talked to say that they can't even think about having a girlfriend or entertaining the idea of a girlfriend until they're making $80,000 a year. And for women, they think that they need to be successful in a career and making X amount of money before they can get married, which we all know that a lot of modern women put a career before their faith and their families. So I think that with every strength that this generation has, there's almost a weakness that comes with it as well. Yeah, it's funny how it's the generation of, oh, obsessed with uh, social justice, but then they seem more materialistic than ever, I I feel. So, yeah, the money thing keeps coming up, which also doesn't make sense from the guy's point of view, because I thought all these women were like liberated and in the workplace and all that. And they don't care about money. You don't have to pay girls out to dinner. Why does your boyfriend have to be making so much money a year? Why is that a requirement? I don't know. I don't know if it's just an excuse or if it's part of this. We were we did a a show where we talked about TikTok brain syndrome. (laughs) And I think it's Mm -hmm. like some of these guys would I notice these Zoomers and you should know, but they can't ask girls out the same way. It's almost like they have a ADD brain. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that our attention spans definitely are very weak. If you're not hooked in two seconds, then you might as well move on. But I think with that, with, with dating, that's the problem with modern dating is TikTok develops all of these icks now. So like if he wears flip-flops or something, you automatically have an ick of this person. And rather than fixing the issue, the grass is always greener on the other side with these people. And that is not how marriage should work either. And that's why I think a lot of marriages are failing because we think that there will always be something better for us. And rather than working through these issues with this person and putting your faith, like I view relationships as a triangle, God should be at the top and 
we're both at the bottom, but the closer you are to God, the more successful of a relationship you will have. That's not how a lot of people view relationships anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to be, what's the saying go, equally yoked, right? You have to be on the the same page about those important things. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. It's just like also a conservative trying to get with someone liberal. I just don't even know how that would work spiritually. And I think now so more than ever, you have to be on the same page about these things because it's so so polarized, you know. Well, let's talk about rejecting modernity and even what modernity is and how it's in our, our best interest to to reject that. I have some thoughts on that too after you. Um, yeah, modern modernity, anything of the modern world, anything that's not of tradition, um, hookup culture especially is a big one, which is very toxic for women especially, but also for modern dating. And I just think that living this complicated life really isn't working for anybody. Um, if it if it did work, we wouldn't be depressed. One in five women wouldn't have a mental health disorder. We would not be taking birth control or antidepressants. So clearly, this modern way of life is not working for us, but we've been so brainwashed to think that it is. So we can't revert back to traditionalism because of the narrative that society is pushing. Yeah, and traditionalism, uh, modernity, you know, what is modernity? It's turning your back on age-old wisdom, wisdom and uh, classic, uh, wisdom that's classic and, and traditional that's never changing. You know, we've turned our back on this for a social construct that doesn't really sustain life. We have a tech obsession. We're out of touch with nature and the natural order. To me, that's that's the biggest one, right? We're out of touch with true humanity. It's like this fake, edited, gene-spliced, superimposed version of life. And with that comes basically the entire set of these liberal talking points and the ideas of social justice and fixing nature. Uh, I think if we didn't have technology, though, we'd be back to the age-old tradition of survival and all the truths that come with it. But you're right. We're going against our nature, whether it's uh, feminism or all these other isms that, you know, the the liberal mind has helped create is making people, I think, more miserable. We have higher suicide rates. People are, are more on big pharma pills. We have more shootings like things are not better there's more crime it just seems to get worse the more liberal that we get right well let's talk about the ways in which we're also normalizing mental illness maybe some examples of what we see out there that's (laughs) that's like this is not normal social media social media is not helping and i would like to believe that a lot of these people are are normalizing it in a way to bring light and awareness to these issues but i think a majority of the time they don't have other people's best interests. They're doing it for the clout and for attention because anytime I see any type of depressed TikTok, they are they have a million likes, so many views, so many people commenting. And I think it's an identity issue as well because we have lost our faith. We have allowed these people to come into our Supreme Court, remove prayer from schools and from society. So when we don't have an identity in Christ, we tend to stray, which is exactly what has happened over the past couple of years. So I think social media has a very negative impact on that. 
oh yeah it focuses on people that are sick <laughs> just like modern art we say it's like okay we're celebrating these people that are like mentally ill and they're creating this art and we're like oh it's so beautiful and all this yeah you right. put or on it's TikTok. funny that you take your antidepressant on an empty stomach with iced coffee like go ahead and <sighs> rumble up your central nervous system even more oh you know the content isn't good it's really scary and very detrimental especially to young women oh yeah and then there's videos of transsexuals you know people have removed their genitals and they do this video mm -hmm. about how brave and stunning and amazing they are gets all these views and now we're going into areas like transhumanism uh we have you know hooking up to machines and borgs to me that's a mental illness that's like that's yes. modernity that you should reject fat acceptance this is mental illness to accept some to obesity and being unfit and unhealthy. Um, there's all these feminist lies that are making women unhappy. Unhappy. That's creating mental illness. Uh, warring against the the sexes and the family unit. Uh, also, I see these videos too of these white people that are hating themselves, and then they make these videos about how much they hate themselves and their ancestors, and then that's also celebrated. Uh, I see videos what sexualizing children. I mean, this is mental yeah. illness, right? Yeah, well, and the anti-white or people who hate their own race, that's one thing I've never understood. But again, I, I really think it goes back to this identity issue where if you've been brainwashed long enough, you are going to learn that you should hate yourself. And that was something that happened, um, I believe, in the early 2000s in North Florida, where a public school wanted to teach pro-american ideals but the school board said no you can't you can't do that if you need to teach how america is bad and holocaust and all of these other things uh, that show how awful of a nation america really is which is also very alarming that we are teaching anti-american rhetoric in american schools yeah. And when we say anti-American, they, when they say it, we know what they mean. They mean anti-European, anti-white folks, right? Because they were the founding stock of the country, right? So now yes. they feel like we have to destroy it because we're dismantling white supremacy and all these garbage and lies that come with it. Now kids are sitting in school and they're learning about how their ancestors are bad and they should hate their own people and they should feel guilt. And this is child abuse. I mean, the videos I see of these kids sitting there and how they're singled out as a group and made to feel bad for things things that happened hundreds of years ago, you know, right. but, but meanwhile, everyone wants to come live here. We're probably not even a part of, I know my yeah. family didn't even come here until I think the 1920s. Yeah. So when we talk reparations, like, are you going to make, are you going to fill out everybody's ancestry.com to make sure that we're not paying for stuff that we had no part in? No, they don't care. And the other thing is like, so what? These things happened hundreds of years ago. So what? Like no other people is singled out for, you know, um, most slavery or colonialism or exploration right. or, or any of that stuff. Like who cares? We have nothing to be ashamed of. This is just how it's worked on this planet, you know, but now it's right when they do it to us, you see, and do it and do it even worse to us and ways that we didn't ever do to anybody else you know oh, it makes me makes me sick <laughs> so let's talk about what society is doing to women you're a young woman you know girls who don't want to marry don't want to have kids so what are things that they are doing that you think are contributing i know you referenced this in one of your videos definitely i think it starts in the schools i remember taking a psychology class and they told us that single childless people, women are the happiest demographic, which is false. 
because again, why would they all be on some form of an antidepressant? But there's also a study that found that married women with children were among one of the happiest demographics. So the indoctrination is in the schools, but also again on social media as well. These people normalize that you should be chasing after a career and you shouldn't be having children because birth is unnatural and so scary and we we shouldn't normalize that stuff anymore. And I think a lot of it too is just lack of community. We don't have a community in this country anymore rather than turning to parents, grandmothers, friends, sisters. We Google our problems, our symptoms. We go to doctors who we don't know, who don't have a relationship with us. And they offer this cure, which only leads to more problems. Yeah, absolutely. You need your your true sisterhood. <laughs> where, where are the moms that are encouraging, hey, you should have lots of kids. It's going to make you happy. Try and get married young. You know, like I know so many women who didn't didn't hear that and wish that they did hear that. You know, well, you have to so hear many moms support. are saying don't get married now yeah. or don't have kids. It's too hard to yeah. get married or have children. And it's like, no, that's not how that's not how we did it in the past. So why should we start doing it now? Because it's not working. Yeah. This whole like, oh, I'm going to be single for 10 years and just play the field and party is like really overrated. <laughs> you know, yeah. It really is like, what do you end not up a with? Not cool look anymore. <laughs> no. It's like, and what do you end up with? Like nothing. <laughs> Maybe just like a, a, a beer guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you said too that you the girls that you that you know who are like, oh, I don't want to have kids and stuff. You said that some of them were on SSRIs and, and pot and drinking, right? Like those are some of the things they do. You even mentioned too that uh, younger girls are uh, watching porn. I was like, holy cow! So young girls are even watching that nowadays. Oh uh, yeah. Too. So are you familiar with the podcast Call Her Daddy? No. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But <laughs> they, based on the name, uh, I could tell. These girls promoted, they've had their podcast on Barstool for a while. Um, They promoted watching pornography and why you should let your boyfriend watch pornography, why you should be watching pornography. But they said that one of their listeners was as young as 14 years old. So obviously that's encouraging some sort of very degenerate behavior. But what was funny about that episode that they did, I believe like the next episode or the next couple episodes after they explained what to do when you've been cheated on. So it's funny that, you know, these people are promoting the consumption of pornography and then now they have to give advice on what to do after your boyfriend or your girlfriend cheats on you. So again, it's just a cycle, but um, yeah, young women are watching pornography because I think a lot of it too is, the feminist narrative to think that you don't need a man to pleasure yourself, which should be saved for marriage anyway, and should not be something that is done frivolously. But, you know, society isn't, um, isn't telling you that. Yeah. And then these girls, they watch these, you know, pornos that are just totally fake. (laughs) It's like it's a TV set. None of it is real. And then they have these expectations about what it should be like, you know. Right. And then they hold themselves to this like fake standard. Right. And also they say that they support other women, but they don't support the women who are being sex trafficked. 
Yeah. No, because now it's liberated, though, when these girls want to be sex workers. See, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah but right? some of them, like you say, they're trafficked. They don't even want to be that. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. So where do you think girls, young girls today are getting hit with the most toxic programming? Is it Netflix? Is it a TikTok? Where do you think it's coming in? Because it's definitely affecting. Yeah, I can see Netflix. I think TikTok the most, to be honest. Yeah, I thought about getting on there and I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe I should. I'm thinking about getting off. <laughs> um, I mean, Twitter also. But I think TikTok is the new thing because it just captures your mind so quick with a visual rather than, you know, Twitter, you have to read. Sometimes there's pictures, but I mean, there's also pornography on Twitter. There's pornography on TikTok. But I think TikTok is the number one programming. Yeah. And that's uh, Chinese, right? <laughs> Chinese. Sound. So let's talk about how mainstream uh, hate seeing this has been happening for a while. The mainstream ghetto thug culture and the stuff that I grew up with, uh, we, we were like, oh, that's that's trashy. You know, like you don't listen to that. This is like thug gangster culture. We just ugh, only like uh, yeah, trashy kids were summer. into that. Yeah. Now it's just like that. This is all it is like right here. This is one of your tweets. Like, yeah. This kind of woman is promoted as the the sensual ideal, the the feminine beauty. Somebody like that young women should be looking up to, which I would not want my daughter looking up to to that at all. Um, and again, I I think it goes back to an identity issue. But we're, we what we see on social media, we think is what these beauty standards are. And what we have to do to be accepted and liked by peers and society. And it's just so false. Yeah. And then you have these pretty blonde girls who are trying to look black because they think, oh, that's how I need to look. I need to look yes. more brown or black. And, and because then they're I'll... taught to hate their, their yeah. skin color. Yeah, they're taught to hate themselves. And again, you're right. There, It's a lack of identity, right? It seems like every other group has, they're allowed to have this uh, racial identity, this cultural identity, this uh, heritage. But then with us, we're told you don't have a culture. You're not special. You're right. They tell back, us what, right? what is American culture? What is white culture? Yeah. So Mexicans, all these other people, they, they're safe to have. Um, and preserve their culture, their values, their ideals, but we cannot, which is exactly what they wanted. They wanted us to feel lost because that's how you continue to brainwash and deceive people is when they don't have faith, they don't believe in God, and they are straying away from the truth. Yeah, that's right. We need identity. We also need community, like you talked about, especially white gals. I think a number has been done on us by these social engineers in order to sabotage us as a group. If we become programmed into, you know, feminist and so-called, you know, anti-racist lies, then we present our sexist and racist fathers and, and our entire people, right? And then we no longer care for our own people. And then it makes it easier for these uh, subversive groups to come in and do all these bad things and sabotage us because without strong family without you know these blood bonds we're, we're weak and we're vulnerable we're open to ruin and then we think uh, people like whatever that actress Nicki Minaj like we need to be like a Nicki Minaj you know right? oh my yeah. gosh 
So disgusting. So what do you think is the most important? I think we've been kind of hammering it, but some of the most important messages for young girls today, like what should their moms and older sisters be be telling them to combat some of these lies? Because I feel like it's not happening enough. If you look around like right. moms are failing I, at their jobs here. They are. I think that it begins with faith and having a faith based community, whether that be church or youth groups. I think that's the biggest problem in America right now. And women just need to find their identity in Christ rather than in materialistic objects or what we think we know is an identity, like following Megan the Stallion and participating in Hot Girl Summer. We think we know what's right. We usually never know what's right. We think we know better than God and we never know better than God. And I think that's where it starts is making sure that we don't stray from our faith. It's important. Yeah, you have to have a a set of values and a code of ethics and and be strict and live by those. Right. And it's hard when you're dating. Right. So I wanted to talk about that dating tips for true conservative women who are looking for the one. Now, I always say don't settle like I knew before I met my husband, like, oh, I knew immediately like that is the one. There was no doubts. There's no second guessing. Uh, I feel like maybe it's a little harder for people to find the one, even though they're more connected than ever with social media and all those things. But what, what do you think? Some dating right. tips for we're very girls. connected, but we're also disconnected at the same time. And I think that a lot of people view relationships and marriages as this aesthetically pleasing idea rather than what it truly is. And that's the problem. I think that's why a lot of relationships fail, a lot of marriages end in divorce because. We are not understanding what it means to be a biblical um, or a Christian wife or husband. And um, First Timothy chapter three explains kind of what you should be looking for in a man. So, are you inspecting his commitments? Is he a humble person, or is he very prideful? Are you compromising sexually? That's a huge one, especially in society today, because. We are such a sexualized society and there's so much content and podcasts circulating, be sexual, be open to having sex with multiple people and hookup culture. But we don't realize that God created sex because it is so good, not because it's bad. And he knew that it would bind you together like duct tape. So once you have it so many times, it's not sticky anymore. But women also produce more dopamine, so they become not really obsessed, but kind of addicted in a way to whoever they're having sex with, and it makes breakups harder. It puts on these kind of blinders to where you don't see other problems or red flags in the relationship because you have already compromised sexually. Yeah, it's important because when people have a a lot of relations like that, I think on a spiritual level, there are bonds, there are ties that happen, whether they want to admit it or not. I mean, there's actual physical things that happen, too, where you're kind of bound to that person as well. I've heard different theories about that. (laughs) They're quite interesting. But yeah, it should see I come from the, the place of. 
I'm kind of a little a little different. I was raised Christian. I, I'm not Christian anymore. I consider myself a pagan, more interested in the pre-Christian faiths and everything. So I understand that people are going to have you know urges and desires and things like that. But I, I, to me, I don't think that you have to wait until you're married. But it should be somebody that you love, <laughs> that you're uh, committed to. And I think that there's a fine line between uh, waiting. You know. You don't have to be a virgin until you get married versus like whoring around. I think it's it's somewhere right. in between. And and that isn't even talked about now. It's kind of like I feel like it's kind of one or the other. You have to be a virgin until you're married or you whore around. <laughs> you know, right. I, and there's I, there are a lot of a lot of women who they weren't virgins before they um, got married, but they ended up they did want to wait for marriage. And um I guess they were kind of born again or recently saved and that's what changed their mind. So I think it does kind of just like depend on the person, you know, we all have free will. We can say what we think is right, but at the end of the day, we have free will to do what we want to express how we want. And, um, you know, it kind of is just up to that individual on what word they're following. Now, what is your your thought on uh, the woman's place, if you will? I know people always say that. What are, the woman's place is in the kitchen or whatever. Or woman's place in the modern world is tricky because not all women, I mean, I know all kinds of different women, some that are homestead, some that are, are wealthy, you know, so there's a different kind of lifestyles that women can have. So not all women have the luxury maybe to stay home and raise the kids. They have to work and do other things that maybe aren't traditionally feminine. But where do you think a woman's uh, place is in the modern world. Yeah, I think um I think women can work, you know, it's really hard to even live on your own now because prices are so incredibly high. Um but I think the problem is that women get too caught up in that and they would rather have a career and be making all this money and traveling and doing all these things that they think is going to make them happy. And I think as long as they find that balance of if they are married and they are, they do have to work because of financial reasons that, you know, your family should come first before a job, in my opinion. Um, So I think that I think women can work. I think they can provide for themselves until they have a husband. Um, but I think it's important to realize how far you're going into it. And are you, are you putting the wrong things first? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to think in terms of family first at all times, right? Am I doing this for my family? Is this benefiting my family? Is this the best thing for my children and all our well-being? That's what I always say. You you know, a family can look different. A a traditional family can look, look in different ways, but the one priority that they always have is their, their family at the core, you know? Right. And a lot of modern women are very selfish. So they're doing many things for me, 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 me in mind, rather, even if they do have children, they're still following that toxic feminist narrative of you should come first and it's your life and your happiness and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. I mean, and usually 
They say that women become more conservative when they have children, and I think that's true. And you realize, I, I don't know what kind of woman could be so selfish after she has children. <laughs> to me, it just is like impossible because you care about the, these children so much and you want to take care of them and you want to be there for them. But some of these women, they have a sickness. Like they don't like it. They don't even want to be around their own kids. You know, they'd rather yeah. go out and party and stuff. Well, speaking of toxic feminism, I want to ask you, what did you think of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation case? Were you following that at all? I really no I really wasn't okay. following it whatever I saw on TikTok I would kind of watch but you know I I'm trying not to get too caught up in celebrity drama anymore sure, yeah. not yeah. worth my time no they don't live like me they don't think like me um so I try not to give any energy into it it did kind of shoot down though this whole me too thing because basically Johnny won right she has to pay him that. 15 yep. million dollars but then he has to pay her two million dollars for one comment or whatever but she was obviously mental like she crapped in his bed <laughs> on purpose yeah, she definitely has some issues like, yeah <laughs> like psych- you know, sociopathic tendencies or something but now she's saying oh my gosh this is a setback for women and uh, my freedom of speech has been lost and all this uh, all this garbage yeah. but I do think it was kind oh of God. funny <laughs> I do think it was kind of funny because all these feminists are now like shrieking about what happened there it's like well either it was true or it wasn't true and a jury looked at the evidence and uh, yeah i mean a lot of things that came out in the recordings about her and stuff turns out she was the abuser right so i think that was kind of a a good uh, slap in the face of toxic feminism's face even though johnny depp is you know He's maybe not the, the he's a liberal and he's helped with like this liberal order. But I remember when he was complaining about cancel culture when he was getting canceled from films. I'm like a little late to the party. Speak up now. It's easier for him, though, because he's got what, like a couple hundred million dollars. So he doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I think this is a good place right now. We'll take a break and then come back in the member section because I wanted to discuss some fake conservatives. I wanted to talk about some organized religion, the Israel firsters, or play a clip of your uh, controversial video that was going around. It was spicy. I liked it. So we'll see you all on the other side. We'll end part one right here and continue with a spicy part two in the member section where we'll discuss fake conservatives, liberal Christianity, and the Israel first craze. If you aren't a member, sign up now. Go to redicemembers.com and click sign up or go to subscribestar.com forward slash red ice be sure to send us a dm or an email so that we can activate your account if you appreciate the show support us through a membership or you can donate go to redice.tv forward slash donate we'll see you on the other side